0: Our stories are brilliant. We are resilient. Our stories are brilliant. We are
1: resilient. Hi, we're really excited to have Linda Brand here today. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: So can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and where you are in the world and what kind of things you do?
0: Sure. I am a realtor, a mindset coach, and a host of my own podcast called Empowered. I recently relocated from Michigan to Florida in April of 22, and it was a huge move for me. Because I lived my entire life in Michigan. So I relocated and started a coaching business and a podcast and got my Florida real estate license. And uh, I basically grew up in a kind of negative, critical, environment. I'm not going to say it was terrible because I did have food and clothes and love, Mm -hmm. but I had to work on my mindset for many, many years being in sales. I've been licensed 30 years in Michigan as a real estate agent and being in sales, I had to be, you know, positive and Mm -hmm. upbeat. And so I've been working on my mindset and listening to coaches and different Entrepreneurs and reading books for many many years, and then started hiring coaches for myself in 2017. And um, my I have I was a single mother, and I have a adult son now, and he's been a huge blessing in my life. So, but. 2021, the fall of 2021, I went to an event in my, well, first to Chicago to a Gina DeVee. She's an author and a coach to her white party. Mm -hmm. And it was fabulous. And then two of the ladies were going from the same coaching experience. I only stayed for the dinner the night before the white party, the signing of the book. And I drove four and a half hours there. And anyway, I ended up uh, being invited to a zoom by one of one of the ladies, a lot of them were coaches and it was a Friday and I was super excited for this. And I was like, wow, they're inviting me. I didn't even stay for the two day event. I was just there for the dinner and they're inviting me in. And during the zoom, I learned that two of the women were going to Miami, which I was on the fence about the three day workshop that was happening in Miami in early December of 21. And by that, by the end of that zoom, I'm like, I have to book it. I have to go. At the time I was in some financial, you know, my business wasn't doing great. Mm-hmm. My son was graduating college, all the mm-hmm. things. And I, you know, financially, I was like, I'm just going to put it on a credit card. Like what else, you know, nothing's going to change if I don't take action. So I went to Miami and it was very incredible. I had epiphany after epiphany. And then the final night there, it was the all day event. Um, Um, Dale, Danelle Delgado, I don't know if you know who Danelle Delgado is, but she was co-hosting with Gina Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and she's just very famous and you can Google her anyway. Um, so I'm in the restroom at the hotel in Miami, the final night after dinner, Italian restaurant, and I'm washing my hands and I got this divine download that I belong in Florida, that I belong down here. And so I came back to the table and told them and then I ended up um coming back home and then reality hits and fear hits and all the things like, Oh, how's this gonna work? And my son's like graduating college two weeks later and we go to the graduation. He's like, Yeah, I'm going, I'm moving to Kentucky, where his girlfriend was at the time. And I was like, Okay, he's moving away. You know, I've been in this neighborhood for twenty five years in this house, all the things lined up. I just it was time to move. It was Time to relocate. And again, fear set in, and I started looking around and I thought, I'll sell my house, pay all my debt, have an 800 credit score, start fresh. And I looked at local apartments and it was like, no, I'm done with the cold. I'm not walking my dog. I just rescued a dog. <laughs> I'm not walking in the cold. I'm done. We're, I'm moving to Florida. And I had three people my coach at the time, my son, and a friend who said, go to Florida. And I was listening. So I honestly was listening to one of my spiritual coach. Books, Sonia mm-hmm. Cachette, and the Audible book, and I'm walking the dog, and she wrote, she said, you accept the ebb with the flow, and it clicked, and I went home, I cleaned every room, I took every picture, and I posted my house on the MLS, and I sold it, and we closed on 2 22 of all days, wow. <laughs> and yeah, and so, and then I flew down to Florida and looked at places for a week, and it was really I eye- And there was, again, a lot of fear and different things. And I moved through it all and met, you know, and I relocated here in April of 22. And now I'm, you know, it's been almost a year. I've started a coaching just a lot, done a lot and meeting great people and living, you know, just so grateful every single day, thanking God and being grateful and just so grateful. Oh, it's 111. That's cute. that tells you a little bit about me.
1: My goodness. (laughs) I can't believe that you just up and completely changed your life. Like you, you, like you said, you got the divine download and you just followed it. That takes so much guts and so much bravery.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Courage for sure. And I'll tell you, I have support with, I have books and I have cards and I have my spiritual practice and my morning routine and my All things gratitude. I've been doing gratitude practices for over 10 years because I overcame significant debilitating illness back in 11 and 12. Mm -hmm. I was misdiagnosed multiple times with fibromyalgia and I wouldn't accept that. I knew that wasn't it Mm -hmm. and pursued and went to a rheumatologist. And anyway, he does a physical exam and tells me I have fibromyalgia. I said, I brought a bag of supplements. I said, You're going to. Call me from a physical. He goes, Well, I can drop blood. I said, Please do. So he draws blood. It showed Lyme disease. He told me it was rare in Michigan. Long story short, I knew it wasn't rare because I started looking into it. Cause I had a friend who was a pharmaceutical rep. He's like, Look into that Lyme disease. Look into that Lyme disease. So I started to study and I joined all these groups and all these people who have read every book and gone to every doctor and they knew everything. Mm-hmm. And they basically said, you know, you need a Lyme literate medical doctor. You do not want an infectious. Disease doctor, da, 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 da. So I go back to him because he had to draw another blood test and some confirm to confirm. And he's like, Oh yeah, it is Lyme. You need an infectious disease doctor. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So anyway, he was he was a trip. But the point is, I I struggled with that for like four years. And finally, after my dad passed away, it's a long story, but basically I overcame that and through multiple, multiple different way avenues and you know modalities spiritual emotional I mean uh, medicinal and herbal and all kinds of things and you know it all financially it took me down too but honestly what a blessing in the end because there's always an underlying blessing to everything that looks like the worst thing in the world because it taught me how to take care of myself it taught me how to love myself respect myself my body, all the things. And so anyway, but that, that, why did I bring up the uh, health condition? I forgot what we were talking about that I brought it up.
1: Well, I think it's pretty outstanding that you kept at it. And that's the thing I've spoken to a lot of people and, and myself too. If you have any kind of a medical condition that doesn't have an answer, it takes so much to ask for the help that you need when you know that you're not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was.
0: Oh, it was my gratitude practice. Yeah. And my prayer, my prayers. Yeah. It was because I started the gratitude practice back in 2011 and 12 when I was sick. You're right. Yeah. It takes a ton of courage. And I did just continue to pursue because I just, I just knew that fibromyalgia is an umbrella that doctors use when they don't know what it is. Right. Right. Oh my gosh.
1: So what does your morning routine look like? It sounds like the routine was one of the things that really saved, saved you during yeah,
0: that time. It Yeah. Well, it supports me to this day and it just, what it is, is I have journals. I have a meditation pillow that I, I recently bought and I just absolutely love doing that. I light candles. I make my tea. I have clean, fresh filtered water. I make it, I have prayers that I say, multiple things, but journaling, meditating, praying, setting intentions. Sometimes I, I'll do that. It's it's really, I may read something that is, positive which every book in my home almost is is mm-hmm. is a is a spiritual or you know when i say spiritual i don't know your audience but it's not like religious it's mm-hmm. just universe god source mm-hmm. spirit yeah i was born jewish and my family did not celebrate jew Ju- judaism and did not really my dad was an atheist and my mother they were, her mother was from Russia and we had a Christmas tree the whole time. And I kind of learned about Judaism when my son was, when I was pregnant with him, his dad yeah. was Jewish and I wanted to learn about Judaism. So I started to learn. I only saw Jewish stuff from my best girlfriend when I was a child, you know, I saw Hanukkah and PS yeah, so over, but anyway, so we really didn't have religion growing up at all. And I did start learning about it and in the wisdom behind it and different things, but I pretty much take what I like from every religion, Mm -hmm. Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism. I take what I like. Mm -hmm. I believe in a higher power, very spiritual. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, the important thing is that whatever it is supports and nurtures you. I kind of feel the same way. I didn't grow up in a very religious house either. And so it's nice to be able to seek out the things that resonate with you and the things that you can use to, to give you strength in those times.
0: Yes. And I love... Kathy Heller, who is someone that you and I both know and the things that she teaches. And it's just really powerful to be present and to be grateful. And, you know, every day is a gift. I wake up and when I'm laying there in the bed every single morning, thank you, God, for a new day, every single moment, every every day that I wake up and it's just thank you for a new day because Mm -hmm. it's a gift, you know, and so gratitude's huge. And, uh, yeah. And now I'm down here and I have this podcast empowered and what empowered is, is it's mostly transformational and inspirational stories of real life people. There's a lot of coaches that I have on there as well, that are sharing valuable content, inspiring others. And, people that are experts in the law of attraction, manifesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I also have health and wellness. I had a fruitarian on there and he's a breathwork person too. I have, you know, a young girl who left her job that she was miserable and sick and started a business and she's thriving. And so anything in the health and wellness, because that's a passion of mine mm-hmm. and anything spiritual, uh, inspirational, or spiritual too. Mm -hmm. but anything inspirational, motivational, and then obviously other powerful women like yourself that has podcasts. I love having them on my show as well and just supporting other women. I'm definitely all about women empowerment.
1: So other than podcasting and your job, which it sounds like you're fabulous at and really love, what kinds of stuff do you do for fun in
0: your life? Oh, thank you for asking. I love to dance, which I never danced my entire life because I was self-conscious. In my 40s, I started dancing. I love dancing. I do Zumba. I actually became a certified, a licensed Zumba instructor. I've not taught a class and I don't know that I ever will because it's like just to remember one song would be a routine to one song but anyway i love being out in nature i love now that i live in florida i love to go to the ocean i love to see the abundance in nature i love spending t- time with the dog and taking him out into nature and just breathing and just literally being you know i love the pool um and spending time with my son is always enjoyable going shopping with him out to eat with him mm-hmm. um i love to read i'm not a big TV person I do I like maybe turn it on once a week and really I just I'll journal I read I I love like I soak up anything on law of attraction manifesting and Kathy Heller stuff like that's my stuff like I love it I can talk about it for hours it's just so much fun Ooh. And yeah, i going to the bookstore, um, eating healthy foods. I love food. I'm a foodie. So I like to <laughs> explore. I'm very much, I love plant-based. So I'm definitely interested into that. But I was vegetarian for three years. I do not drink alcohol currently. And I quit during my health condition for like two and a half years. Cause like I said, I would do everything and anything that's going to support my immune system and support my health. Right. Right. Uh, currently, I'm about a year and a half uh, sober just by choice because it just feels, you know, I'm in my 50s. I'm going to be 55 in April and it doesn't really serve the body in any way. And, you know, for me personally, I'm not trying to, you know, put anyone, you know, everybody's does you do you, you know, but right, right. of course, for me, health wise, I just feel like you feel good for what an hour and then what it doesn't really serve. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that. Movies are fun. Um, yeah. So what kind of like, what's your
1: ideal? Do you cook or do you like to go out to eat? What's your, like if you're a foodie person, what's your favorite thing to eat?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Well, I love the acai bowls. I am pescat I am, you know what? I'm a flexitarian currently, so I do <laughs> eat animals a little bit, uh-huh. but what I do like to go out to eat, I love these juice bars and these places that have like, there's one. There's a couple down here called Three Natives and Crop Juice, where they have like healthy food. Lucky, my dog's making noise. Apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, I do protein shakes. I um, I do make things, cook sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're lucky. I liked when I was totally vegetarian. I loved doing um making these date nut balls and vegan tuna and just all kinds yeah. of things in my food processor. It was a lot of fun creating. And just different smoothies that are a lot of fun. Okay, baby. Ooh, that's nice. So tell us about your puppy. Oh, thank you for asking. So I've had dogs for 30 years. My last dog had passed away in May of 21. His name was Joey. He was a schnoodle. He was kind of high maintenance at the end, but an adorable, love, light angel. <laughs> and he was, he waited for my son when my son was if home from college, like literally two days later, he declined and it was a sudden thing. Hmm. And Anyway, anyways, I wasn't going to get another dog. And all my friends and neighbors, oh, you're getting another dog, another dog. I said, you know what? I'm tired. I've raised a son. I've had dogs for 30 years. Like I was just like in no hurry to get another dog. <laughs> and then, of course, I missed having a dog. Right. So I'm seeing other dogs and like, oh, my Oh, look at the dog and look at the dog. And yep. And so then I started pet sitting part time just for side money and just for a little bit of dog. And, you know, it's like someone who takes the grandkids and has fun and then gives them a back. Right. So <laughs> i just going to make a little money, have a little dog and then they go away. Well, right. then I said, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to foster And the shorter end of the story is that, you know, I have lucky now and, but how it went was they gave the first dog they gave me was a puppy and I did not want a puppy. (laughs) And uh, then I had a dog at my home. I was pet sitting and the puppy and I'm working and it was just chaos. So the next morning I took the puppy to another foster home that was like 45 minutes away. And I was like crying and it was like over one night with a dog. And so I just kind of put that foster thing on hold. Two weeks later, there was a dog, the one I currently have, and he was the only one who didn't have a foster home.
1: And
0: it was a Sunday, September 26th. Yep. September 26th, Sunday. And I'm looking at this phone, this picture, and I couldn't tell if he was like 60 pound lab. That's 12 years old. They couldn't tell you any information. They just said his name was Buster. He didn't have a home. He needed a foster home. It was a Sunday night. I'm taking a bath at 630 at night. I just have to tell the story. And I kept looking at his picture all day long. And finally, Uh. I just messaged her. Did anyone pick up Buster? No, he's here and he's about two to three years old and he's about 26 pounds. And I said, okay, did he have a bath? No, he's still on the bus. So he was on the bus for hours by himself in a cage. So I went there to pick him up and he was very cute and he was shaking and I'm like, oh, he's cold. He wasn't cold. He was scared. He was very afraid. Her boy. Anyway, I got him. I ended up adopting him on October 10th and he's an amazing dog and he's had his DNA done. He's a black lab Chihuahua Corgi Rhodesian Ridgeback. He looks like a black lab pop with short legs. He's the sweetest, most affectionate dog I've ever had in my life. Snuggles. He's, he's incredible. He's, he loves loves the car. He doesn't bark. He doesn't jump around. He doesn't look out the window. He just sits. He was amazing to come down to Florida with. So I'm very blessed. And yeah, that's the shorter end of the story.
1: Oh, he sounds like he was (laughs) meant to be with you. Oh my goodness.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. It was divine. It was divine. I will say that it was, he was like, You just saw it. Oh, wow.
1: Oh, that makes my heart happy (laughs) when animals find their person, you know, when they find their, their forever home. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. Do you have a dog
1: or? I have cats. Actually, I have, we have four cats. We had a rescue dog. She was Rottweiler Mastiff mix, but she had been, she'd had a hard life before us and she would, she was just terrified of men and. Same. you know, we, we kept her for her whole life, but she terrorized our my husband. It'll be a while before he gets another dog. Yeah, <laughs> he's good yeah. cats for now. But
0: <laughs> yeah, Lockie came. My dog, he didn't know his name. That's why I changed it to Lockie. And every time oh. I said the word Lockie, he would just he would just like light up. So I'm like, that's your new name. But I will say that when I picked him up that day, I cried the entire drive home. And it was about a 25 minute drive and tears just poured out of me. And I don't know why. And it could be what you said, like the divine and Mm -hmm. angel, like he's literally like an angel, but um, he was afraid of everything. Jen, he was afraid. He was afraid of men. He, I had to take him to a special, I mean, there was a lot, he taught me a lot of patience, but he had some kind of abuse for sure so a lot he's come a very long way and he's doing really well
1: oh he sounds like such a love yeah. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about your mentors and some classes um is there one or two that you could pick out that were your favorite that
0: kind of helped you on your way absolutely so the book he love yourself heal your life this uh-huh. is louise hay hay house publishing she is phenomenal Now she's no longer with us, but Louise Hay Books and Gabby Bernstein, she has about 10 books, nine books out, and she is someone that's on social media and everywhere. And Mm -hmm. during COVID, she started Instagram once a week. Did you know, do you know Gabby?
1: I know of her, but I haven't followed her or anything.
0: Okay. So a lot of these coaches and spiritual teachers will reference The Course in Miracles. I've never read the book, The Course in Miracles, but it's like a Bible. I don't know. Have you read Uh that book? Yeah. Okay. So, but Gabby often, even like when I was listening to Tony Robbins or Brian Tracy over the years when I was doing, you know, doing real estate and trying to fix my mind, Mm -hmm. Um, they would always reference the course of miracles. So, but Gabby Bernstein, for sure. She's written a lot of books. Her newest book is happy days and she's very vulnerable and she's definitely a mentor. And I have had to have to mention her. Uh, Yeah.
1: Ooh, I like that. I, she has been on my list and Louise Hay has too. So you just gave me some new stuff for me to learn. (laughs)
0: Excited. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, Louise Hay, her books is like, she basically came from a lot of trauma and negativity and she was Mm -hmm. even physically had cervical cancer. She cured herself and it's just power. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible stuff. So everybody, there is hope for you. I guarantee, I promise, I promise that because I actually overcame a lot of trauma from my younger years because I had very little supervision in my life and I got in trouble with the law and I I just had a lot of unfortunate circumstances happen in my youth. And so I don't really talk about the past like that because it doesn't really serve me and it's kind of gone. Like I have the beliefs that the past is completely gone, but it's, it's, you know, definitely something to talk about that I feel like a warrior in a way because i overcome so many things and I've been in dark places. I've been very, very, very sad and yeah. bad times. So, Yeah.
1: So, um, where can people hear about your podcast? Do you have a website? Is there a place that readers can contact you if they're interested?
0: Sure. So lyndabrandcoach.com is my website where there is a link to the podcast. My podcast is available on Google Podcast, um, Apple, and Spotify. It's called Empowered the Podcast. There's a picture of me and the in blueprint empowered. I'm on Instagram at Linda Brand Coaching, Linda Brand Homes, Facebook, Linda Brand. And yeah.
1: Wow. Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. Thanks for uh, coming to talk Thank
0: with you. Us. Thank you, Jen. I love talking to you, and I hope I didn't talk too much, but
1: not at all. This has been lovely. I didn't get to talk to Linda as much as I'd like to about her journey through Lyme disease and her journey through health and wellness. I realize that journey is different for everyone, but I thought I'd share a little bit about my own. I have an extremely rare autoimmune disease, like super, super rare, like they want to name it after me, rare. (laughs) I have been looking for a name for this disease for about 20 years. It started when I was very young and they couldn't quite connect the symptoms. The symptoms were so bizarre. I had weird swelling, my joints would swell, they would be painful. I had high fevers, I had a a weird rash. In short, they were all symptoms that were sort of like something, but not quite like it. So they misdiagnosed me for many, many, many years. And I kept looking, I kept trying, because I thought, I can't be crazy. And and to their credit, some, some doctors gaslighted me and told me that, you know, I needed to suck it up. But to their credit, a a lot of them did not. They tried to treat what they could find and they encouraged me to keep looking. I eventually was able to go to um, several different hospitals and several different big, large doctors that tried their best and nobody could figure it out. So I, I, Put it to bed for a while. Did my best to manage my pain and, and manage my symptoms. Uh, some of those included um, such incredible pain that I couldn't walk or I couldn't move. My muscles would be frozen and I couldn't really move my trunk. Everything was so incredibly painful. I also had a hard time eating because the muscles of my face and my neck would swell and it was hard to eat. So I, I did what I could. I, I took my... Basically, <laughs> um, very extreme Tylenol, and um, it, it worked well for a while. I, I did what I could, but then I thought there's got to be a better way. A lot of people who have chronic illness keep hoping, and then you feel mad at yourself for hoping because there may not be an answer. There may, there's often not an answer. There's often not even any help, and so it can be very debilitating. There were times in my life that I've been a lot more depressed than others because of the pain. And chronic pain is, is a different beast. But I did have periodically these times when I felt like I could fight. And that's one thing that I would say that I would encourage anybody with a chronic illness to remember is that you don't have to always be fighting. It's okay to take a break from it and come back to it. It's funny, it feels like you always have to be the one to advocate for yourself when you have a chronic illness like that. There can be um, allies. Like I said, some doctors were great and uh, some weren't. I tried everything you can imagine. Um, So please don't email me about it. (laughs) I tried everything. I am actually, I I found that being gluten-free was helpful for me. I don't eat a lot of um, other things, but that's neither here nor there. Everybody's got to figure out what works for them. And I don't want to prescribe that for anyone. I'm obviously not a medical doctor, but I do encourage you to find out what works for you. If you're a person with chronic illness or disease like myself, eventually I was, I was feeling like I just might as well stop, stop looking, stop trying because it was never going to get any different. And I recognized that that was just a low point, but I kept looking sort of, anyway, I found a study through the National Institute of Health. And I thought, oh my gosh, they could be the answer to my prayers. They could be the thing, the one thing that could happen. So finally, I I flew out there. It's across the country from where I'm at. And I went through all these tests and biopsies. And I was there for a week in the hospital there. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's finally going to happen. It's finally going to happen. I could. It was like The night before Christmas, the night before my last night there, I was so excited that I would finally get the answer to what in the world was the matter with me. (laughs) But like so many things, it was not the answer. I went home very chagrined and sad because they couldn't find it yet. On the bright side, they did say they'd keep looking. And my my wonderful, wonderful doctors at the National Institute of Health in Bethesda were were very helpful and responsive as much as they could with what they knew. They thought that, again, (laughs) I was really, really close to something. And, And then eventually they asked me, so what is it you want? Do you want a name for what you have? Is that the important thing for you? Or would you rather have help? And it kind of floored me for a second. Because I thought, okay, I mean, yes, I'd love to have a name that would be amazing. But what do I really want? I want to not feel like I was. I didn't want to be in pain all the time. I wanted to be able to move and enjoy my life and not have to stop doing activities because I was hurt. So they gave me um, an experimental medication. And it's honestly, it has, it's changed my life completely. Am I cured? I'm not. But I had help. And for me, that was the, that was the really incredible realization that I had to come to is that maybe I don't need to keep fighting as long as I get what I need. So eventually they gave me a sort of diagnosis and they might name it after me so that's cool <laughs> that's always like my great you know two truths and a lie kind of answer like i have my own disease not many people would be all that impressed with that but that's what i got <laughs> so i'm always impressed to hear people's stories of of continuing to look or or even living in the struggle it's it's okay i've i've heard it i've been there and I think that people with chronic illness need to have more visibility about both the the struggle and the joy of finally getting help. I think that's incredible. Whatever your, whatever your problem is, it's really, really nice when we can talk about it together. So I'm going to have Linda back because I want to learn a little bit more about her journey through Lyme disease. She and I talked about that a little bit off the show, but, uh, I I also very much enjoyed talking with her, and if you guys have any comments or questions about your own chronic illness, I would love to hear them and maybe feature you on the show, so please go ahead and contact me through the email. My book of the week is something I've spoken about a little bit. The Artist's Way is a Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity by Julia Cameron. It's a 12-week course in discovering and recovering your creative self. Now, I've done the full book of Julia Cameron several times in my life, and I get something different about it every time. Now, um, small plug, (laughs) I am doing an Instagram group based on this book on the courage checklist instagram but regardless i really recommend that you pick up this book for for your own edification it's really something that it it feels like it might be only for artists with a capital a but creative expression is one of the natural directions of life for all of us you don't have to be a visual artist to use this it talks about recovering your creativity removing blocks in your life removing things like limiting beliefs and going through fear and self sabotage. One of the things that's interesting is it talks very honestly about things like jealousy and guilt in your life and things that can inhibit you from, from being creative and from working within the flow of your creativity and your spirituality. It's non-denominational, but it does talk about tapping into the higher power of creativity that connects personal empowerment and like I say, it's 12 weeks. You can do it at your own at your own pace, really. But it really, the exercises are incredible. They spur such imagination and ideas. I have gotten so much out of it every time I've done it. So I recommend very much that you pick up The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity by Julia Cameron. And also little plug, I have a courage checklist workbook coming out. You'll be able to see that on Amazon. It is a very easy, it's a journal style workbook that you can work through again at your own pace, but something to complement the work of the creative checklist so that you can get to the business of doing the things that you really want to do. It was so nice to talk with Linda. Thanks Linda for being with us. I wanted to make sure I mentioned her website, lindabrandcoach.com. She has two Instagrams, lindabrandcoaching and lindabrandhomes. So please follow her on Instagram and give her support and love. Thanks again for listening. Thank you so much for sharing your day with us. Please send feedback or your list to the voicemail link or to courage at gmail.com. Please follow the show and then follow us on Instagram at the courage checklist. Have a wonderful day.